0: This week, there is host, Nikki T, and our special guest, Mr. Jackson Gardner.
1: Very special. Yeah.
0: Jackson, thanks for doing this. Uh, let's talk uh, about where we are. This is a common theme for us.
1: This is where we actually first met in person. Yeah. <laughs> it's where the bromance began.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Rinky Dinks Roadhouse <laughs> Rinky in Dinks Amity, Roadhouse. PA.
1: Yep. And it's a cold December day.
0: The, uh, the furnace isn't quite working, so I hope that there's a lot of people well, here. Well,
1: there's, to... there's three really old furnaces in here, yeah. and you need at least two of them working to get the place warm before people show up. Two out of three are working, so it's just taking a little bit longer than when all three work.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great place. As you walk in the back door, you see where the pig feeds.
1: Yes, and yeah. sleeps and yeah. lives.
0: And right Spends most of his day.
1: Right outside the loading dock of where the bands load in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Big show coming up here in uh, March, too, uh, that they just announced. I saw they released oh, it today. Oh, um, yeah. Who who was that again? Alex, <laughs> Al, that's, oh, that's right. Alex
1: Williams. Yeah. yeah. I forgot.
0: Yeah. So Alex we, Williams is coming here to play. Uh, man, that should be a freaking cool show. Yeah. March here. 9th, I think. It rinky dinks.
1: That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was March 9th because we were actually supposed to play here March 9th. And, and then uh, that got booked. So yeah. uh, we might open. You never know. Heck, yeah. If I'm still in the... This universe. Yeah. We'll see. we still li- live in this we realm of existence. Here. Nick and
0: I are moving to Key West yeah. together. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that a good topic for us for this year is kind of, being that we're getting to the nitty gritty end of the year, start of the year, kind of do a, a show recap of some of the- Break them down. Sh- yeah, some of the shows that we love the most from 2018 that we got to attend or you know if you played one special or a couple special that you want to talk about
1: your list is like 10 times longer than mine i feel like an amateur compared to you yeah
0: but if you if you look at the number of shows you play compared to it's probably the about the same as the you went to yeah. i wish i wish i could go to that many concerts my liver wouldn't exist anymore but yeah you're getting paid to play the shows that i'm paying sometimes to to. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's talk about uh you know this year and music in, in my head, it was a great year, not only for uh, m- for your music, but just music in general. Lots of great quality music yeah. coming out. Times, trends, things like that in, in music, I think, are swinging back to the songwriter.
1: I, yeah, I feel it's coming back to the song. I feel it's coming back to honesty. I mean, we've talked about this before, and I've kind of always been a little bit of a bitter dickhead about pop stuff. But I, I've changed that a lot this year. And I I think it's just because I can deal with everything if I know people are being honest, and I feel that honesty coming back a lot in everybody's music. And I I think that that's a—I'm more open-minded than I was when we talked in May about a lot of this stuff because I just—I like good, honest music, and I don't care really what it is. But if I believe it and I feel like it's coming from that place of truth, I think that's important. And I think we saw a lot of people this year really do that on stage and in records. I mean, Eric Church's record is— Incredible, and you know, William Clark Green's new record actually moved more towards kind of a mainstream sound. It's cleaner, it's different, but it's still William Clark Green's like on the nose. You know, I talk about that all the time—that on the nose, but not cheesy style of writing, which yeah. is incredibly hard to do, but also
0: incredibly honest and yeah. uh, cathartic. And super fulfilling when it happens.
1: Yeah, but hit you where it hurts sounds like a top forty. Like the the arrangement sounds like you know a fringe top
0: forty hit. You yep. know, it does. It really yep. does. So, yeah, for me, man, this year started off pretty crazy. Um, Went to two winter Luke Combs, Ashley McBride shows, Hmm. Drew Parker. Um, Where was that? So they were in Johnstown, PA, and then Mm -hmm. out in the Akron area. And, man, those were some really cool shows, specifically things where we as a brand were just kind of starting to – Maybe people might have a general idea of what Finding we a are. Finding groove, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People kind of understanding what we're we're trying to help and who we are, the idiots that we are. And uh, so it was really cool for me. Got to meet Ashley. Got to meet Drew. Got to meet some of the guys from the, Luke's band. And it was uh, pretty special shows for me to get to bring some of my friends that have never saw. What's Luke Luke like live and and Ashley? Because I've never seen either oh, one of man. them, but I love
1: them both dearly like you know how much i love ashley mcbride yeah. and i and i've always liked luke but i've
0: really dug into his stuff a lot more lately yeah i'll tell you this luke's luke he put together a hell of a band and those guys are a major part of why he is as good as he is live yeah right because luke's great he has the voice yeah he's, got he's great songs, on stage yeah he's got, yeah, the, he's he has got the just songs. the presence of a person as exactly well, you know? it's a party and the whole band just comes together and freaking destroys ashley is very similar in that way Ashley has you in the palm of her hand her entire live show. Yeah, her stuff grabs you right by the soul. Yeah, and and she can take you from the bottom of the well and keep you there and make you happy while you're there and then rise you to the top, Um, you know, and do that musically. She has control of a room better than most people that I've seen. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a little bit different when it's not her crowd, right? So, like, on those Luke shows – where it was probably more of a Luke crowd than hers but man when you're in an Ashley room and you see that crowd and you just watch the journey that she takes you on with her show and man her band is freaking killer too she's just so Ashley like I I, and a lot of artists I you know they develop
1: to be certain things and that's all good and great or whatever I don't want to Sound like an asshole to anybody? Because if you want to be a performer, you, you come up with a brand that works. But Ashley's Ashley, and I yeah. think that that's why that works so well for
0: and her. And I think one of the cool things about her is all the people that she wrote all of the great songs from her record, Grammy nominated record, by the way. Yeah, yeah record. Grammy nominated. Grammy, <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. No big deal. All those songs are wrote with the people that are the people that she's met in Nashville and the the most important people in her songwriting world. It's you know what I mean. Like yeah. she. She wrote all those tracks with her people, and those are the best of the best songs that they came up with, and it's it's not because she went in a room with 10 hit songwriters and started writing songs. Yeah, it wasn't a committee. It was no, a committee built, yeah. It's, it's because they're great songs, and it's because of the relationship she's built with those people. Well, when you get away from that kind of committee mindset of it all,
1: which, like, look, you're living in Nashville, you probably know one really good songwriter that's a good friend of yours, and that's probably the person you should be writing with, because... Yeah. They probably know your story a little bit more, or write by yourself, which is my, my, my you know, uh, disposition. But I think you know Ashley, like you said, she picked her people, yeah, it, which is really important, and that's what Eric does. And, yeah, you know, I mean, and that's that's what seems to be. I mean, Luke does the same thing. he yeah, picks man. people that he, I think, fit his vibe. You know, that understand him. But he's also such a good writer just on his own.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's crazy too for luke's first record how much ray falcher is on there too and so it's just like you see those two dudes and then it's like these two and oh yeah this our other buddy you know yeah yeah and rob crosby who's like you could put on any record right (laughs) and it's uh it's cool just seeing all those songs that came to be before luke was luke which is right now he's a megastar i mean if you're looking at four week number one on the radio you know that, yeah exactly. that just doesn't really happen in country radio right now no it doesn't. So. At all. it's just un- unbelievable I yeah mean, and it couldn't
1: happen to a better dude i don't right. think yeah I mean, it's, and i'm happy because i don't think he's uh a person that i feel bitter at all about oh, like no. i don't feel yeah. like it was ever there was nothing about anything that he did, or, did where i was like oh eh. there's never he's never had an eh moment with me no, he's which is great. you know impressive the for whole anybody. Th-
0: all the EPs before the album, "Freaking in Love, uh, and, I mean, his band, uh, Rob, you know, all, a all regular the regular dude. He's just yeah. a
1: regular dude. Yeah. He
0: is, and he, he took good people on the road with them. You know, Jake and Kurt and Rob and, you know, all those guys, Delaney, freaking, I mean, just everybody in that band and everybody he surrounds himself with, like Cappy and all the people he surrounds himself with are all just good people you know you can see that in any good or if you see a band that you really
1: like it today i don't know what it is like old rock and roll days people would fight all the time in rock bands but now people that take people they care about on the road it seems like you can see that synergy alive on stage and it's it's important that's really important the people you surround yourself with and he's done really good with that it was
0: like a brotherhood or sisterhood yeah
1: and which parlays into who i saw for the first time this year well not the first time i saw him it's like i don't even know how many times i've seen him but i started the year at isbold at heinz hall with my little sister Man. which was yeah who surrounds himself with great people too yes. i mean his wife's in his band so that yeah. <laughs> yeah, says how much he likes her
0: one but, of my favorite shows of all time was isbel at carnegie library music hall it was a little um, bit after southeastern came out one of my favorite shows of was all. was he time.
1: acoustic for that one
0: he played with a band but it was mostly acoustic was it, was it 400 unit guys yeah, but it okay. was just called Jason Isbell. Yeah. So it wasn't like Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Yeah. So, man, it was a great show. Dude,
1: I, I love those small theater shows. Yeah. I love, Well, I love any theater show, period. And I love Heinz Hall. Like, one of the first performance events I ever went to was in Heinz Hall, which for me was was uh, a comedy show. My dad took me there as I was a kid, and then I hadn't been there really since. And Isbell was just unbelievable. I mean, his band's just stupid good it was and like uh james mcmurtry opened yeah which, i saw him before which is funny because that's before i knew we were going to open for ray ray wiley hubbard this year and he right. wrote shock bingo so right. you know it was kind of a.
0: yeah him and ray live in the same world for sure yeah james eight minute songs yeah <laughs> <laughs> tear, tear your heart out four emotions in one song yeah you know? yeah <laughs> that kind of talk style. singing yeah yeah <laughs> but totally badass in every way yeah so Heinz Hall, man, that's a that's a pretty great venue for those that aren't in Pittsburgh, which most of you aren't. Uh, that's a fantastic venue down here in downtown Pittsburgh. It's a storied venue, not just musically, but for beautiful the arts room, in unbelievable.
1: The symphony plays there, yeah. yeah. Acoustics symphony. are on top of the line around the nation. It's top uh, five best sounding rooms I've ever been in, and I've been to all of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a great the venue. in, indoor venues for sure. Yeah,
0: if you're ever in the Pittsburgh area and you see someone that you love. At one of those venues, that's, that's It's a worth show you go the through. money
1: for the ticket, whatever it yeah. costs, because yeah. they're, it's a killer room.
0: Good spot, too. You can get a taco right across the street. Yes. That place is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, my my next show is uh, March. March was a great month. Tyler Childers at Stage AE. I was there, but I also saw him at 123 Pleasant Street, yes. which is about a tenth of the size, like yes. a month later. Yes. That was a. Uh, Tyler Childers, when he booked Stage AE, which Stage AE is our mid-sized venue, the inside's about 2,000 people, the outside's about 5,000 people here in Pittsburgh. And uh, when he booked that venue, it kind of was, I was like, man, he's booking the club, which is like a 500-person thing. I was like, that's crazy. You know, it seems like that's not necessarily enough. And then when he... uh, when he got bumped from the club to the main stage I was like yes and then he almost sold that out too. yes he, I, he, he either did or it was darn close it was darn, we got tickets at the door
1: that day for that but okay. but it was still I mean you can tell when you walk in it was I mean it was damn close you could barely move in that place downstairs yeah. I mean it was it was uh,
0: nuts it's uh, one of his I mean that's one of if you're talking about stars rising in 2018 that's one of the biggest stars rising I think in country music
1: yeah for sure i mean he he's you know the americana community loves him but i think everyone in, that's been disenchanted with the country music like he's the guy and he, and he said it in his uh, acceptance speech for the ama award which was uh an incredible ballsy thing to say and i loved it i thought it was amazing but you know you can look that <laughs> up for yourself and see yeah. what he said but yeah no i think i think he's he's one of the greatest country musicians yeah, full-blown, real, real country music.
0: Yes, and he plays his style of music no matter what you would like to classify it as, and that's just how it's going to be. Yep. Yeah, and, exactly.
1: I uh, mean, he's one of the best writers alive today, and he's got the best producer you could possibly ask for, Mr. Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. we got to see together?
0: Yes. Yeah. That was. <laughs> we'll jump to that. we we'll, uh, <laughs> That was this summer. We'll, we'll go back in time a little bit after that, but man, that was a that was a freaking hell of a show. Oh. <laughs> Stergil Simpson, Mr. Willie Nelson. Lucas Lucas Nelson Van Morrison Yeah oh. Van Morrison who I've never seen before that was a a wow moment and then the the day after that I tried to kill myself on a mud run
1: <laughs> Yeah I remember standing there thing
0: wondering why he was going to do that <laughs> How did the
1: mud run go by the way It was awful. <laughs> I remember asked you about that It was
0: just as bad as I thought it was going to be <laughs> Just as bad as I thought it was going to be Fantastic Yeah it was not my favorite but man that was a yeah that was a great show It was fun. We had a big crew there, yeah, hanging out in the lawn. I don't normally go to
1: shows if we're in the lawn, but you know, like it's like that was cool to just hang out there and be in the atmosphere of. I think
0: pit tickets for that were four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I'm sure. Slightly out of my price range. Just yeah, same by like quadruple probably. Yeah, (laughs) by
1: four hundred (laughs) twenty five for me, (laughs) musicians budget.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but man, that was a great show. And then we did a, a run of shows right around my birthday in March. Of the Cadillac three, so we went out to Columbus and saw him. Oh yeah. And then we went to the Dusty Armadillo and saw him too. And man, that was a a pretty cool weekend. Jaron wore a raised rowdy hat on stage that I gave him. Nick texted me about 18 different times this year, telling me different people from bands
1: were wearing raised rowdy hats. And every time it was like I'd be having a bad day or something weird be going on, <laughs> and he'd be like, "So and so is wearing my hat on stage," and I'd be like. Oh, that's so freaking cool. I yeah. think
0: it's cool to see that happen, and it developed so fast over the year that it was awesome. It's, it's, Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. And on the podcast that we did with Neil Mason, uh, the drummer from the Cadillac 3, he announced that uh, him and Jaron and Randy Montana wrote a song called "Race Rowdy, which... I uh, hope eventually someone cuts. <laughs> yeah, hope we get to hear it. <laughs> yeah, soon. yeah. He played it
1: for. Uh, and all the beers, somebody wrote that one yes, too, which is like Drew your Parker,
0: thing. Driver Williams, Driver is Eric Church's guitar player, Drew yeah. Parker's uh, with was with Ashley and Luke Combs. Fantastic, fantastic uh, performer and very country voice. Like if you don't know Drew, look him up because Drew's voice is as country as can be. And uh, he's one of the guys I think is going to have a big 2019 for sure. I don't know if I've ever listened to his stuff. We'll get you
1: on that. Um, maybe I have. It's hard to tell. I've yeah. listened to so much stuff this year. It's been crazy. We'll get you there.
0: But, yeah, that's a, that's a great place. And then we also saw I went to Cleveland to see Turnpike Troubadours. Oh, that's right. And yeah. I almost went to that gig with you. but that I was, was... Uh, almost four years since my last Turnpike show. You can't go that long without a Turnpike show. It was tough, man, but they don't really come around here. That's true. Now this year they came twice, which was awesome. Yeah, well, if they wait
1: that long again, we'll just go to Oklahoma or Texas
0: to see yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> see them I, I mean,
1: It's worth the trip. Yeah. They're it was fantastic.
0: A, that was a great show, and I got to introduce two of my friends that haven't seen them live but were fans to their music live, and man, that was a special time. They're
1: unbelievable. Absolutely. I mean, they're just such a powerhouse band. I mean, you, if, I can understand sometimes I hear people like, oh, you know, I kind of like their stuff, but they don't really get into it because it's really – it's, it's – multi-layer, multi-faceted yeah. music where it, it, they're, they literally have stories that go back from records and records and characters yes. that they keep reintegrating. Yes, yes. And that's a hard thing to like, it's cool. someone get attention span on, you know, yeah. but uh, when you see them live, I think it
0: really pushes the people over the edge to invest the time into that, into their, their art, for sure. I completely agree with that and I think it's one of those bands that if you're in the crowd at that show, specifically in an area that's not in Texas, like an area here, you yeah. know there's going to be good people in the crowd. Yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's uh, was that May you said, or uh, April? I think it was in March also. Oh, March. Yeah, okay. it was in that in that same area. It's hard to keep track for you. It's uh, I, I forget where all you go. It's tough, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a that's a good good place. And then in April, I got to see Brent Cobb live for the first time at a small venue. I was s- that Club Cafe? Yeah. So I yeah. saw him with Stapleton previously um, on a big stage, but that was my first time seeing Brent at a small venue, and I went none of my friends wanted to go because they all suck i wanted to go but I, that was a month before the
1: record came out and then yep. we had the aaron show and the red dirt series was coming yep. up so i couldn't go i don't remember if i was in nashville that week or not
0: you were, yeah you weren't around because i hit you up and yeah. i hit dan up as well and i was
1: pissed because i
0: freaking love brent cobb yeah seeing him at club cafe which is what a hundred person venue maybe, maybe? maybe. yeah soaking wet yeah, yeah like a hundred person venue it's a. Uh, I was a, one of those shows that I went to by myself and didn't care at all. Mm. I was like, "Yep, I'm going. I don't care."
1: I went and saw Sean McConnell there like four years ago by myself at Club Cafe. Nobody wanted to go with me. I'm like, "Sure, I'll go see one of the greatest singers alive in this venue by myself. Fine, I don't care." <laughs> no Screw problem. Guys. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a uh, man. That was that was the early part of the year for me. It was freaking great. He's so good, though. I love Brent. So May was a. Uh, Pretty big uh, start of a month for you. Yeah, that was crazy. My record dropped. Yep. And then the the
1: Red Dirt series kicked off, which we could talk about the Red Dirt series for I don't know, probably an hour
0: or two. We could probably uh, do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we had uh, the first show was Aaron Watson, Roger Krieger, and myself, which was that was my first big bill I was ever on in a five thousand person venue, and then. June was Pat Green, Dalton Domino, and Cody West. And that yep. was awesome. Dalton was killer. Yeah. Absolutely killer. And One then you and favorites. I were hurting pretty good from the Miranda Lambert show the night before, yep. which we talked about on the Struggle Bus show. We probably don't yep. need to touch that yep. <laughs> July was Jack Ingram and uh, Coetzel, yep. which, which is totally badass, right? Yeah, co man. We had a great so after good. party that night. Yeah. That was the first good after <laughs> party that night. Yeah. August yeah. was um, William Clark Green well, me, William Clark Green, Ray Wiley Hubbard, and Wade Bowen, which was like... What a great show. Cool day. Great yeah. show. The, the whole show was awesome. That was the first time I felt like my band had found the groove. Like, yeah. I mean, you even came over after. I was like, man, there, there it was. So we, we found yeah. our magic that day. And then uh, William Clark Green was just amazing. He's such a cool guy. We got to hang out with him Dude, yeah. all day.
0: So we did the podcast with William Clark Green while we were there. Dude, one of the coolest guys in not just music, just one of the coolest guys we got yeah. to hang with. We hung out with him most of the day that yeah. day. Yeah, um, then and yeah, then post show. Yeah, yeah, we played baseball with him, yeah. drunken
1: <laughs> baseball with Wade's crew, uh, WCG's crew, and, and William Clark Green was there and uh, I played and uh, you you watched mostly. you watched yeah <laughs> you watched and you were you were pretty much coaching from the sideline your my favorite thing you did was when he got hit with the baseball you said he hit you where it hurts yeah was freaking hilarious <laughs> dad jokes but the biggest moment of the whole uh, year I would say probably was when you and I walked into my dressing room in the locker room there and Ray Wiley Hubbard invited us back into his room wow
0: yeah and we sat there
1: and he played my acoustic and they jammed and Nick and I were just sitting there like, we're sitting in a room with Ray Wiley Hubbard as oh, he sits man. here and just plays guitar. And his son. And, and his son. Their and drummer. His drummer. And, oh, man. my. G- it was just one of the coolest moments ever. I, I looked over at Nick, and his eyes were about as big as bowling balls, and so were mine. We, could, we couldn't believe what was happening. It was just such a cool moment to be with somebody that is just so legendary. And then got to go stand side, side stage while he told everyone to burn the barn down. You know, it was just <laughs> such a cool day. It's just such a great. Great day that was. And then... uh,
0: That show was amazing.
1: uh, The last one was us, Shane Smith and the Saints, and Eli Young Band, which was, you know, what was it? Almost 4,000 people there? Yeah. Yeah. was.
0: That one was wild, man. There was a full house that night. Lots of ruckus. Mm -hmm. Eli Eli Young, so definitely probably has the most current mainstream buzz of those artists, which uh, I think helped. uh, And it was a beautiful day. Perfect day. Yeah. It was awesome. That
1: was... One of one of my favorite days For sure I mean, yeah. That was fun It was fun Great show for us uh, Eli Young sounded great And Shane Spin and the Saints Were One of the most <clears throat> Excuse me I would say Record to live Relativity yeah. Bands I've ever heard Like his voice uh, There was It was just so I You never know how natural Someone's voice sounds Until you see him live Right yeah. And not only he, He's just a great dude And he watched our entire set Which I thought was super cool Cause no one ever does that Like Shane Smith watched our whole set. Like, that's yeah. freaking awesome. And he was the coolest dude, and he just, he sound he, that's him. Like, that's Man. him. You hear his record, that's him. It's crazy. He's yeah, so that good. was a,
0: a powerful, powerful live show, which is cool to see. Um, of course, my first time seeing him. And uh, one of those moments where you, you can tell people in the crowd are paying attention. Yeah. And uh, he really captured a cool lot of it. people that yeah. never heard him before. Yeah, which is part of what that series of concerts is about exactly you know, that's what
1: we were trying to do is, is yeah uh, spread that music to more people around, that haven't 100%. heard it hundred percent
0: yeah
1: and the, going back to may because we could like i said we could talk about the red dirt series forever uh the week after aaron watson yeah the day of aaron watson the day the day before aaron watson half about women came out which is my record which yep. we've talked about before um it, it was really funny because I was at my manager's house sleeping on the couch because I had done the morning show because we were talking about the Aaron Watson show. And my record came out, and I was sending out the emails and doing the thing when you're an independent guy and you got no help. You know, I had help, but I mean, like when you don't have a label doing all the distribution. So I'm sending out the playlist, submitting, and doing all this shit. And uh, I laid down on the couch, and Mark Anderson called me. Program Mark Y108. Yeah, the program director of Y108. And I'm thinking, yep. he's basically my boss, right? Like yeah. I was red dirtly, you know, so, yeah. and, and he's a great guy. And I yeah. figured it had something to do with the Aaron Watson show that was coming up the next day. Oh, it's Friday, my bad, not Thursday. And um, and I, I roll over and I didn't want to answer the phone because I'm like half asleep. I'm like, oh, God, I'm and I look up and I see it's Mark. I'm like, shit, I have to answer this. Like, you know, <laughs> the I answer. He's like, hey, uh Jackson, how's it going? Uh, great. We get to the point, Mark' <laughs> no, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he said, well, we kind of have a problem and I, I was like, oh shit, like what happened? Who yeah. bailed on the on there Aaron Watson show? Yeah. Or what what went wrong, right? And uh, he said, well, David Lee Murphy can't play our eight-man jam next week. Uh, He's a family emergency and we and I, I thought he was gonna ask me to call somebody or something, and, and uh, he said, no, we, we want you to play a man Jam in David Lee Murphy's spot, and I was like, oh, so you just like put me at the beginning of this thing and bump all the other artists up, because you're all major label dudes, right? right. I figured they were going to put, bump them all up, and I would just be at the beginning of this thing, and everyone would just get moved up a slot they put me in Daily Murphy's seat right next to Joe Nichols and you were there of yeah. course but like for I was like so wait a minute what you're saying is <laughs> and that was that was probably still the coolest day of my life that was freaking awesome and you were there that yeah. was such a
0: great day it was cool man yeah that show is one of my favorite shows every year it's uh i, I know they run those similar styles at other stations so it's basically like set up like a writers round yeah. but with mainstream artists and um, everybody plays three or four songs depending on where yeah. it is sometimes a song at the end just depends it's like impromptu and it's uh it's a great proving ground and it's a great a lot of times they'll put artists that haven't really cut to the big number ones or anything like that yet. yeah or they'll put on some artists that have a ton of number ones and maybe it's been a little bit since you heard them yeah So exactly. it's a really yeah. cool ground uh and yeah it was awesome to see you up there on the stage i <laughs> nick had his whole crew Right in
1: front of me on stage. That's which what we was do. The, when I said, you can look it up somewhere on my Facebook, there's a video of me playing "You Don't Fit. And when I said Sleeping Beauty is probably just a junkie, like, you guys went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool moment. And then, of course, I had to play Dust in the Bottle to uh, pay homage to David Lee Murphy. Yeah. For not being He's, I think he might, he might end up on it this year. You never know. That sounds like a great thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened in June for you? Because I, oh, I don't yeah. have another show other than Red stuff until...
0: So, man, yeah, this summer, uh, summer is what we call, I guess, shed season, because all the the major shows are at the major venue, but also, for me, festival season. So, for me, that's when I get to hit the road a little bit and go to some different concerts that are drivable or flyable. And, uh, yeah, man, started off with CMA Fest, which... uh, Never
1: fails to. Yeah, CMA Fest
0: is super-duper overwhelming Mm -hmm. and fun. Yeah. and uh, we got to cover CMA Fest this year which was freaking awesome got some credentials so I got to go and take some photos and some some short videos and get some you know connections with some artists and stuff which was awesome and we got to do our first event like our first real true Rage rowdy event which was a writer's round style that we did for a charity at AJ's which was awesome had tons of amazing artists there and uh then we also went to three nights of Whiskey Jam at the outside stage, which Ward puts uh, incredible lineups together for all of those nights. Uh, people that you know and that have all the buzz in the world, guys like Riley Green, Mitchell Tenpenny, and then guys that you might not know that Ward knows and Nashville knows, and he's kind of introducing them to a little bit of a bigger audience playing those like outside stage shows. Yeah.
1: That's such a cool thing when they do whiskey jam on that big stage. Yeah, that time of year, it's I always you love got like it. seven
0: or eight acts. You know, yeah. you are playing a little bit longer sets. It's more like a true side stage, maybe at a at a and concert. A yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which Ward does that too. Um, that leads me into another festival that Ward actually does a side stage at, which is the Windy City Smokeout that we meant to. So the cool thing about Windy City Smokeout is the guys that run it are the same people that own Joe's Live, Joe's on Weed. And so, Ed Worm's the guy, and he's a huge Texas country guy. Yeah. So, they get Texas country as well as mainstream country, and they kind of mix those two worlds, which is... Yeah. Realistically, if you're talking about it's it... It's the same world. Yes. Right? <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, it's, it's just called something different, so people don't... Like, Just why don't we just call country music?
0: Yes. It's separated by labels in music alone, and that's uh, it's kind of neat what Ed does out there in terms of that festival. He puts Kojo right next to you know yeah. brothers osborne and he puts them right next to brett young where and, they belong right they're that's all the same kind of music so it's pretty neat great festival if you're ever in a chance to see that it's in chicago um man that was a great one and then our big crew event kind of the the place i know where, where you're going with this yeah <laughs> the place where what is currently raised rowdy started was uh country concert in Port laurie ohio which is always a freaking killer event I really hope I can
1: go to that this year because everything you tell me about it sounds like the most fun anyone's ever had in their
0: life yeah it's chaos but it's it's freaking great and uh, man it's a it's a special weekend every weekend freaking really cool so that was that and then I mean so many great shows out at first Niagara and all those venues we basically got I think we had five or six shows this year uh, Miranda and Turnpike was freaking yeah. great, oh, that was... and Tennille to Towns.
1: Oh, we went to Dirks. Yeah. That's what it was. I got it mixed up. Not Miranda, Dirks. I went to Miranda, oh, but Dirks was the one we were both at.
0: Yeah. Dirks, Bentley Brothers, Osborne. That was such a good show. Oh, man, oh yeah, my gosh. that was show. such a good show. And yeah, man, summer's always a blur because I'm traveling, <laughs> drinking, going to all those shows. Yeah, dr- having a few adult beverages sometimes more than I should. I will
1: say, listen, Nick has an incredible amount of self-control sometimes sometimes not always but there was more times that he told me he couldn't drink this summer than nights where he did yeah i'm trying to trying to be smarter
0: about it.
1: <laughs> right when i come into his life he just stops partying as much so i'm not really all that happy about it. Oh uh, no,
0: it still happens it's just the level of times that it happens what i don't plan it to happen is high well jack ingram and wcg night it happened yeah i got yeah we I both had, <laughs> we had a pretty good time i there. slept in my car in yeah. Night. <laughs> but yeah man that was a uh, that was great and then uh was making trips to nashville throughout this year and uh went down there and we did uh so other than cma fest we went down and did a takeover of sunday's School, which is a writer's round that plays on sunday that mr grady saxman runs man that was a really cool where's that for me so it's it uh frisky frogs on oh yeah i played there yeah yeah Yeah. so it's a frisky frogs and just a really cool event and we got to got to pick the bands that got to play and then it's a little a little bit different because it's full band sets after writers rounds so there's two writers rounds and then full band sets after so it's pretty neat dynamic compared to a lot of writers rounds that are just straight up all songwriters style um writers round style or all full band so it's kind of like a mixing of the two which is pretty neat um, that was really cool. And then that whiskey jam after that was – they called it the heavy hitters lineup, and Andy Buckner put it together. And, man, that was uh, one of my favorite lineups. Who all was on that? Uh, I th- I remember you Snapchatting me yeah. stuff. So, Job Fortner, Megan Patrick, Jordan Fletcher, Ryan Nelson, Sweetly, uh, Andy Buckner himself. Uh, I mean, it's just, like, literally, if you looked up all the people that Rage Rowdy talks about. Yeah. <laughs> like, half of the lineup that we have for our Whiskey that's, Jam in January. That's also people also may listen to
1: on my Spotify. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: just, like, if you look up the Rage Rowdy New Country playlist, it's basically this. All guy's. those guys. Yeah, so it was really cool. Super fun. Um, again, all the people that we love were there. and. Like I said, about half of those same acts, before we even knew this was happening, we had booked to play our whiskey jam yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> awesome. January yeah. 14th. Yeah, so pretty neat. Lots of overlap, and I mean, there's so many people that you want to support in Nashville, and it's neat that we could have an event one night, and then the next night go and support all those guys. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. was great. And Yeah, like some of those people that might have been people that we would have had playing an event, but they were playing the next night, or you know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly, it's, yeah. It's kind of cool to be able to get to see all of them together, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, man, that was my summer, and then made it back down to Nashville for uh, that Riley Green Nashville show, which was really cool that same weekend. Yeah. Um, Riley Green's stars shining extremely brightly, and that Nick show is super cool. Lyle, Riley Green, too. Yeah, yeah, and, and the whole band, I love man, him, too. He's great, but... Yeah. 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 It's one of those guys that that you you learn about, again, like, everybody wants to know people before they're big, but... It's one of those guys that you bet on before they're big and say, I see the star power in this guy. You called it.
1: I saw you call that to people that didn't believe it like multiple times this summer, and you were totally right. Like it just happened. It was unbelievable, yeah. It's cool
0: It's cool to see a guy like that that you believe in. And, I mean, that happens for people like us that are just big country music fans. That happens so often. You put your cart behind someone's horse, and you know that they're going to rise to stardom, and then it happens. And it's kind of fulfilling. And it sucks because I know Riley is going to be playing those $95 shows instead of those $15 shows soon. Well, maybe he'll give you <laughs> tickets because you had his back for so long. <laughs> wink, wink, if you're but listening, yeah. Riley, <laughs> It's one of those cool things where it's like just getting to see that graduating class, right? Like getting yeah. to see those artists that don't have a record deal get that record deal, and you just feel emotionally attached to the ones that you're really behind, you know? Well,
1: it's, it, I mean, I'd say it all the time. It takes an army. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, for for – One, Riley Green, you have 100 people behind him. Yep, absolutely. I mean, everybody has – this is not something – even when you're independent, you still have a ton of people behind you, you know. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be where I was if it weren't for people like you. And, and, I mean, you see Ashley McBride, I'd like to see her team because she's so legit. Like, you know, (laughs) who's all behind her? They're
0: probably incredible, you know. That was another really cool moment. And we talk about Ashley a lot. But, man, her fan club show at CMA Fest – was just done right. Dude,
1: the videos you sent me from that looked amazing yeah, It was
0: so great. And she had Chris play a song and Terry Clark came on stage and just really stripped down mm-hmm. Ashley and seeing her fans and you get a you get a pretty good representation of someone when you're at a fan club show like that about who their die hard people are and just the level of good people at that was really cool to see. Yeah. And then I got to make it out to Chicago to see Ashley play Joe's live. You which was her, like, really four cool four
1: times this year
0: six mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah almost twice as much yeah <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's cool to see those people that yeah you just you think are gonna be the next someone and then they are yeah, and not even see... just
1: that but you you believe in yes and like music. what they're doing yeah and you know that it's real, you know yes. it's not bullshit, you know that it's... I mean, that's That's even better. When you see someone that is honest and you like what they do, for all the right reasons, by the way, Yeah. and they succeed, and they're good people, Yeah. Th- honestly, that's happened so much in the past year, and I couldn't be more grateful for it. I think it's incredible.
0: And that's one of the cool things about Ashley, too, is she really makes it about her and the band. Like, the dead horse is much a part of her as she is, you know, and that's a really cool thing that... I think is starting to pick up some steam in Nashville with guys like Luke Combs band and you know guys like Riley Green's band. Everybody's allowed to have their own personality and yeah. to kind of have their own thing, you know. And yeah. John parties go with that with like Terry Lee Palmer and his guys, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's better to have four people that are all amazing and just happen to be together to make this music happen exactly. than it is to just have one person and three people that are standing behind them. you know. No,
1: I mean I totally agree with that. Yeah. I could never understand Someone that would go up there in front of a band, you know, and it it takes an army and it is hard to be that good of a musician to play on that level. And if you're not thankful for those people and don't give them the credit and let them breathe and do their thing up there, one, they're either going to leave or they're just going to end up presenting you. And it doesn't help your band at all. It doesn't help your sound at all. Like you have to want the band to sound good and, and you know, your guitar player, is just as responsible for it as yep. you are in a lot of ways.
0: And a really cool moment was when Luke was playing with Jason Aldean and Lauren Elena and Kurt, the Dobro, alternate strings, steel guitar, general, anything with a string, Utility at least guy, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything with one Utility. string, yeah. uh, he rolls <laughs> on, wore our Ray's Rowdy shirt on stage.
1: At the J- Aldean show?
0: At the Aldean show. Really? Yeah, which was, that's it's weird. crazy, like, getting texts. Because Kurt's just a good dude, and I mean, yeah. he, I'm sure he knew he was helping us, and I'm sure he yeah. knew, like, what that meant to me specifically, but uh, it was really cool, like, getting texts from people that are back in the law, and they're like, is that your shirt? Yeah. And I'm uh, like,
1: yes, sick. and I'm losing my mind. I like, remember when you texted me about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's we just competed cool We with LD that night, and that was a rough night for me. <laughs> it's tough, We <Yeah>. played <laughs> <laughs> up the road.
0: That's yeah, always tough, for sure, but yeah, man, and then I just, a couple weeks ago, went to see Kit Moore Acoustic. And uh, with Charlie Warsham and Jillian Jacqueline opening up for him, and man, that was a great show.
1: I love Kip Moore. Yeah, so much. I li- his new acoustic record, or that EP. I was in Florida two, three weeks ago at my sister's wedding, and I, I my, my brother Jeremy texted me and said, "Hey, have you heard Kip Moore's new record, yeah. uh, the the acoustic record?" And I was like, uh, "No, I haven't, but I'll, I mean, I'll check it out, you know, because I've always loved Kip stuff." And uh, I turned it on and was just driving around. It was sunny and beautiful outside with the windows down to It Ain't California and played the fifth the acoustic version. Wish it was me. I mean, it, it just he has this melon Camp Cougar sound. Yeah. You know, like, I i mean. Bruce springsteen Yeah, a little bit of Springsteen. Yeah. And then something that he does. And then, you know, I went back and I had never really listened to his interviews. And, like, yeah, he's just super straight up. Yeah. Super
0: straight up. It's legit. He's just such a cool dude, in so many ways, and it's cool to see a project like that too because his plugged-in live show is so great. Like yeah. he's one of those performers that you can like, and then you see him live, and you're like, "Yep, that's it." I, yeah, I, I get it now. You know? I saw
1: him one time at Dirk Bentley's benefit in uh, Nashville, and that was the first time I saw him, and that was when his first record came out. Like I haven't seen him since, and I'm gonna go see him in Morgantown in a couple months. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's. He's the real deal, man. I mean, yeah. some people might call him bro country or whatever because he is, you know, he's wearing the tank top and the backwards and hat. He like, no, he is, no, he's he's the guy. Like, he is, he is seriously, and if you really dig into his album cuts and his yeah. records, it, it's legit stuff. Really good stuff. Fantastic.
0: And one of the things that through this year that's just been great is that Pittsburgh as a scene has gotten so many smaller national acts right like, yeah so that's really been a blessing we got guys like walker mcguire and sam grobe playing with them just great shows joe bortner came and played up here in pittsburgh which was awesome getting to introduce him for the first time to this audience and man just so many so many shows like that you know whiskey myers comes up and now they're playing a bigger room and it's, yeah it's just really cool to get to see that m- this market open up for a lot of those guys that are you know starting out or just trying to expand their their setting. You know, guys from Texas are coming up and playing in a smaller room because that's how you get to a bigger room. Something
1: is happening. Yeah. And I don't think it's a turning of a tide or a taking over of a platform, but I think it's an integration of things that yeah. belong with everything else. Yep. And that have been shut out for a while. And I think that that it's, um, it's awesome. I'm super excited to see what happens within the next 12 months and 12 yeah. months after that. Absolutely. And it's been really cool to be a part of it.
0: Yep. So those are the shows for me, man. I think uh, that's a pretty good yeah, year for both of us. Yeah,
1: yeah I'd say. I mean, I we got some stuff coming up that, you know, it's going to be exciting. So
0: Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for sitting down with me before your show. Yeah. Can't wait to see the set tonight. You haven't seen anyone play live here, so.
1: Yeah, I'm excited get, for it. Everyone make sure Nick's alive tomorrow on his not dead. Yes, not dead. Number one goal, 2019. Actually, if this gets posted, die. that means you're alive.
0: So. Or Jacob got it. and Somehow. Yeah, yeah. post-mortem. <laughs> 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 well, guys, thanks so much for being with us. And uh, this is uh, Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. Peace out. on Uber and the beast was <laughs> just a prick.
1: Snow, I should have probably ate some gluten. Is out full of it. Sometimes the shoot just down.